Welcome back to the Night Laugh Podcast, Season 4. Número 4, episode number 1. Número 1, I saved this number for this guy, man. I've been watching this, this guy. I don't want to say kid. I want to say this guy. I don't know. When I first saw him, I actually thought this kid, but I didn't realize he's not really a kid. Um, and I've been watching this guy for, for a while, trying to understand so what, what is this guy doing? What exactly is it that, that he does? And, and at first, I was... You know, a little like mm, I don't I don't know if I, I this is you know something I I um I, someone I can listen to or 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 believe in what he's saying or whatnot. And then I started reading his post, and then I got a little more into it. I started seeing uh, some of it, the the videos he was posting, and I realized yeah, this this guy is is actually a, a real deal, and he understands what he's talking about. Um, so anyway, um, without further ado, I want to bring in. Uh, Patrick Red, who is currently in my home country of Colombia. How are you, Patrick? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the podcast, Julio. Not a problem, my man. Um, so let me let me get to to a little bit of that because I haven't even told you uh, of like uh, what I was just saying to to the listeners out there. I started seeing you, you know, online. Um, I, I think you came through one of a one of um the groups that I was creating at the moment. I don't think that that I even went further with that one. Um, it was at the beginning of this, my, my, my journey in a way too. But um, I, at first, physically, I saw you and I was like, this is some kid from somewhere, maybe a promoter or something. Um, and, and then I started seeing what you were talking about. And I was like, okay, um, how does this guy have the experience to be able to talk about any of this? Uh, but then I started listening and I was like, well, everything he's saying is making sense. So, so you know, I actually opened up to the possibility that you don't have to be maybe a certain age. I, I do believe that experience makes, you know, everything better. But, um, but I definitely also believe that, you know, everybody's experience is different and it could come at an earlier age for whatever um, reasons. Um, there's also then the possibilities of some people being, Uh, mentored by others or whatnot i have no idea about your story i just know um that you're somebody i've been i've been watching and 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 i enjoy the stuff that you do um and no no problem so so let's start there why don't you tell people what it is that you do now Mm -hmm. so a little background on me my name my real name is patrick doherty i go by patrick red that's kind of what people have called me for like the last three years i got into promoting around like 20 years old because it was the only way that I found to actually be able to get into the clubs. Um, I'm probably the nerdiest person you'll probably ever see in a nightclub or is a promoter or anything like that. I'm probably the nerdiest, like youngest looking kid uh, that you'll probably ever see, which is, you know, the reaction that you probably should have, right? Um, I'm from a small little cornfield outside of Washington, D.C. in Maryland. And, you know, I never really thought like that type of lifestyle to actually be able to create like a really cool lifestyle for yourself was possible for a guy like me because like my reality was like there were chickens that would come in my yard when I was a kid and like a good excuse for being late to school was that you're stuck behind a tractor so like this life that I've created now like especially through nightlife is completely not normal for me and it still doesn't feel normal for me and I've been a promoter in DC I lived in Vegas for a while Uh, I lived in LA for a little bit I lived in Miami a little bit I lived in New York City for a little bit and I've kind of seen like all the scenes of different places. And now I live in Medellin, Colombia, and I coach uh, high-performing professionals, kind of how to create a lifestyle around like mean- and meaningful connections around guys that they actually enjoy being around. So 
um, for guys who are like making a lot of money, but it ne doesn't necessarily bring them the lifestyle. Right. I see. I see. For so for a guy that's working with with a lot of guys and and networking with guys, I see you networking with a lot of girls too, though. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I mean, like like some guys, like for example, like some like when guys look at your Instagram, right, and they see, oh, what is what is Julio doing, right? Like they see you at all these like high end events, right? They see you at all these crazy parties. They see you networking with all these cool people around the world, right? And you know, I used to think because I'm I, I'm literally am a nerd, right? I was a, like a mechanical engineering major. Um, like everyone always just thinks that there's something that maybe Julio that you have that other people intrinsically don't have. Correct. And like once you actually get a step in a peek into the the promoter life, you kind of see like, oh, this is like kind of what your regular life looks like, and it, it's just so amazing for somebody else to see that on the outside. Right. And it, there's there's um, a little connection there that I always see with. Um, Uh, what we do and I guess with like artists or or or, or maybe you know uh, you know just the, the famous side of the of the equation and and people thinking you know they're special because you know they have this type of lifestyle that's the only part they get to see the you know the outside of it um, but they don't really you know I, I call it lo local celebrity mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because in a way I mean uh, locally there people do see you as as Someone who has, like you said, access to certain group of people, special people, you know, your network, basically, as, as, as you point it out. Um, so, all right. So so you say you started promoting when you were in your 20s or, or 20. Yeah. So I've been that... promoting before I was 21. Got it. So, yeah, me, me, me too. Honestly, guilty. You know, so. <laughs> so. All right. So that means you're not 20 anymore because you look 20. <laughs> But um, yeah. what? I just turned 23 this year. So I've been promoting for about three and a half years now. Got it. You continue to promote or that is something that you don't do at all anymore? So, I, I mean, when I go back to D.C., I still have connections because I lived in Las Vegas for a while as well. I still have a lot of my friends are in the, in the industry over there. Most of the people that I've met have been through nightlife and things like that. So, like, you might have left the industry or not be, like, working in the industry, but, like, you still do industry things. Like, there's not, like, a promotion nightlife scene over here in Medellin, Colombia. Right. But at the same time, we still host parties with, like, The last party we hosted, we had like 138 girls and like eight guys. And it's like you're still doing the same types of things, uh, even if you're not like in the industry, so to speak. Right. So what made you turn into that, this direction of, of, you know, what you currently do? So I always see that guys, like when they get into promotions, they get into it and they enjoy it, right? They really enjoy it. They're like, oh, this is a crazy lifestyle that I never would have been able to have before. But then there comes a point, like I, I think of this as like a tipping point, right, where they kind of have like golden handcuffs where they're not quite getting the lifestyle that they want, but they feel attached to the lifestyle that they have. And because of that, they never actually want to like branch off of being in nightlife. And a lot of my friends in Miami feel the same way. It's like they want to actually like create their own business or, you know, they're hosting people that are spending $50,000 on a bottle service table. But they can't also the promoters themselves could never even make close to that amount of money. Right? right. So it's like at some point it's like use the connections that you have. Like I wanted to use the connections that I had made from meeting people at bottle service tables, meeting guys who'd been making like who had the money. Like I partied with Summer Ray. Right. I've partied with uh, Amir Tyson, Mike Tyson's son in, in D.C. I've been on yacht parties and things like that. And through being in those environments, I was like yo, there's something that I'm not doing right in life if I'm not able to like pay for these things. Not because like I need them or anything like that, but I'm like, okay, what are these guys doing? And I wanted to use that like connection from nightlife to kind of leverage me, myself into these bigger business opportunities. Like how do 
people make the real estate deals that they're making. Like the guy, one of the guys' yachts that I go on in, in DC, it's like he owns like his own construction company, right? And I, I just want to know like, hey, how did those guys get to those spots to be so successful? Because I kind of finally had like a glimpse into that reality. So right. that's kind of where I'm going off in the direction now in terms of nightlife. Got it. So, but most of the people that you help out, you know, in, in this and in, in guiding them the right direction come from the nightlife industry? I mean, a lot of guys, it's mostly that they see the nightlife industry. And I feel like a lot of guys get trapped. Like a lot of guys, you maybe you've seen this. It's like the point at which they're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Correct. But it's like just because they're not kind of like applying their own like um, ambitions to the job that they have. Right. Right. And so like a lot of the guys that that I coach, they're guys that see the nightlife industry, but they're like, I don't like the drugs, the alcohol, the partying every single night. I want to make a little bit more meaningful connections. Correct. And it's the same skills that we learn in nightlife. Right. It's like when you text a girl to go bring her girlfriends, you know what I mean? Like and then so you can get more people on the bottle service tables. It's like for guys. Thank you. Um, for guys that like don't have enough time that they're not like the 21 year old promoters anymore like but they still kind of want to be able to design that life for themselves does that make sense it makes a lot of sense I, it makes too much sense for somebody who's 23 years old to be talking about it actually but you know which I mean, is i don't think i'm smarter or anything like that it's just i started earlier i started i left my house when i was 17 years old so it's like you know six years of six years of trying to figure those things out for yourself and having amazing mentors too Talk to me about um, mentors. Where, 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 what kind of people are we talking about mentorship-wise? Well, I mean, for me personally, like I, I used, to, I remember I was making like tens of thousands of dollars a month on my first tech startup, right? And I would literally go home and I would cry, and I was like, "This is not getting me the life that I wanted." So I wanted to find a mentor that you know was making a lot of money, but he also had an amazing social life. And so one of my first mentors is a guy named uh, Max Torno. He's still my mentor to this day. It's been like two and a half years. Um, more like how to actually talk to people, you know, how to create a business. And um, then I have I lived with a guy in Las Vegas. Maybe you've heard of him. Uh, it was uh, RSD Luke. I lived in a penthouse with him. And um, I've had a couple other mentors. Another one is a, a celebrity VIP host named DC Promoter, a.k.a. Renato. That's in Washington, D.C. He'd be a great guy to have on the show, by the way. Cool. Um, he's a celebrity host to like basketball players, football players, like D.C. United, like literally partied with Wayne Rooney the other day. Hosts like the one of my friends just hosted Shy Glizzy on their yacht like a week and a half ago. Um, and like those guys just kind of gave me the peek into the reality that like the way to actually get this type of lifestyle, a lifestyle that's fulfilling for you is through connections. Right. It's not really like about how hard you work. You've probably seen that for yourself, right? hundred percent. I mean, I, I can tell you it, things went a little different for me. Um, I also started very early. I was 17 also when, when I, when I, when I got into the nightlife industry and, um, but, but from very early, I realized that the relationships that I wanted to build were from the industry itself. Um, mm -hmm. my relationships with, for example, you know, um, athletes and, you know, uh, well, 
I cater to the to the Latino community. So for for me, you know, famous people were soap opera actors and that kind of thing. Univision okay. and Telemundo and all that kind of, you know. So like your idols, your idols. No, not my idols. As I, I needed to know who they were because I needed for them to be coming to my events and all that kind of thing. I actually made a lot of friendships um, over the years with them because for me, they're just another person. I didn't, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I just never saw them as up there. It, you know, um, it's one of the things that I'm critiqued the most for, which is not taking pictures with a lot of the famous people that I know, you know, um, like, like, like Balbin is one of the few that I have. I have like three pictures of, 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 of Jay Balbin and people go crazy every time I post one of those and, you know, things like that. And, and the relationships I've had over the years with, with different artists and, and, and just famous people in general, you know, soccer players, which is the, 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 the sport that we follow most or, or whatever mm. to me those were people that were going to my events you know and and they were having a good time and we were having a good time together and we were we would get to hang outside of the venues and of the events and all that kind of thing and it was just part of life you know it was just yeah. nothing different from anybody else when they called they were coming i knew all right so special treatment you know some wanted to be seen some didn't want to be seen it just depended on, on who it was and or where where it was See, that's an amazing reality too, because so many people that are listening to this, they're like, "Wow, I could, I like every every girl here in, in Medellin, Colombia would be like, oh my right. gosh, I love Jay Balvin, I would love to meet him.' Right. So like you're just like, oh yeah, normal Wednesday night, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and and for example, like he's one of the you know, and I also believe that the relationship that I built with the ones that I have that I could actually say, you know what, uh, we became friends or whatnot, are people like him, you know, because they're completely normal they're actually more introverted than people can you know can, could think um mm -hmm. they're shy too they they you know they're they're not always what you know what you see on stage you know it's like they have a, a separate persona kind of like you know beyonce and and, and her multiple personalities <laughs> but um you know it's it, but when you get to to know them and when you don't meet them and go please, please, please let me take a picture, you know, and then, you know, you go all crazy about, you know, them there and you just have a normal conversation, you know, and maybe a cup of coffee and, and whatever and talk about their mother and, you know, and whatever it may be, you know, whatever the conversation may be at the moment, you realize they're normal people. Same goes, you know, and, and on a very, 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 very much smaller scale, it happens to us when we are, you know, in our prime in the promoting game. Because everybody wants to be your friend. Everybody wants to get into the club. Everybody wants to jump that line. Um, you know, so so we have access to to a lot of, you know, a lot of what people want, I guess, you know. Um, but if you don't let your ego get, you know, in front of you and, 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 and be, you know, just get it all wrong. Because it's that. It's, friendships for, for the wrong reason is what I'm, you know, I'm not very much into. Now, I never used it towards my advantage, um, towards other businesses. The networking that I did was always, you know, towards my industry. I started very young, you know, as a promoter, and uh, I grew in the industry to own different, you know, bars, restaurants, clubs. We started with $50 in, and <laughs> in the bank that my dad loaned me, you know, and, and it just grew. It just grew to having over 200 um, employees at some point in time. But... Wow, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's a big. That's a big. That kind of shows everybody that it's kind of possible. You know what I mean? It's oh my God, it, it is completely possible. I mean, I and I know right now I already have students that have started, you know, and 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 we're about to quit at the beginning, and they didn't know what you know where to take it. And I, 
one of the things that I have to realize is there's a few that want to go into this industry and continue and make a career of it. But there are many that want to do what you're talking about and maybe use this as a stepping stone to get into something else. Um, it could be bigger. It doesn't need to be bigger because you could be making a lot of money in this industry. Again, you oh. could also be losing money in this industry. You know, when you're the owner, when you're not, the promoter has it easy, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, but the point is, there's a lot of people, a lot of people that are doing this and want to use it towards something else as a stepping stone. Um, and they forget about the, those relationships. The amount of people that you're meeting in this, forget about the club owner that you're meeting. For, it's just about those clients, that, like you mentioned at the beginning. But a lot of them, even promoters who are supposedly trained to to have a relationship with those kind of people, they, they, they just... They know how to treat them at the bar or the club, but they don't know what to do after that. So, so it is very interesting what you know what you're doing. How does somebody who's 23 years old and I mean, you told me you started early, but how does somebody your age, um, you know, have the the experience to be able to mentor somebody else or teach somebody else something like this? Yeah, I mean, it, obviously, like, people are like, oh, yeah, it's the, like, the age is a big thing. Like, and I also look super young as well, right? So I've never really had that been a problem for me. I mean, that might be, like, the first impression that people get is, like, oh, yeah, you're young or anything like that. But I've never really had a problem with that personally with people asking, like, oh, what makes you qualified and stuff like that? Because right. uh, they see my Instagram. They see the success that my clients get and stuff like that. Correct. Um, and they've seen the the things that I've been able to like. They've, I think the biggest thing is that a lot of people have followed me for a really long time because I've met them in in clubs. I met them online through other podcasts and things like that on my YouTube channel, and like they've just seen overwhelmingly like, you know, like I I couldn't even fake the things that I'm doing right. Correct. I, I'm, I, I try to be super open and honest about it, right? Like I try to be like, hey, this is not my party. Right. But right. I'm right. still here. Yeah, this you're not matter. you're not trying to show you know things that are not what it is or whatever. I mean, I do see the 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 life you live, which is, again, it is different for everybody. What everybody feels it's is success. You know, it's it's what they're looking for or what they want, whatever. You know, I I realized at one point in time when when, when like money was a big thing for me, I realized how wrong I was I was later on in life. You know, it, it just there's so many other things that I was you know not you know, taking into, into account. And when I started hearing people like, Oh man, I wish I had your life. I wish I had your life. I wish I had your job. I wish I was doing what you're doing. Oh my God. I wish I could party all the time. Or I was like, to me was, I wasn't partying. I was working, <laughs> but I was having <laughs> yeah. a good time. Always. I was, it was always having a good time, meeting cool people, you know, building relationships, making money, not thinking about it at some points in time. Um, so yeah, it's different for everybody, but, but I do want to make, you know, I, I wanted to make sure I said it. I, with you, I, I did see the age at the beginning. Maybe from being somebody older, I probably wouldn't be the usual guy that would come to you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the usual is most likely going to be at a younger age. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure, you know, what, what the your your usual, um, you know, the person that you're helping is going to look like the most. But But in my case... I did, and then I did the research on looking at what you know you were doing, and 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 100% agree that after seeing what you post, reading the things that you're saying, listening to you say them, because it's different when somebody writes something and when you actually hear them say it, 
um, it just sounds like somebody who's who's real and is actually you know um, giving stuff out there that that really does help others. When I read the comments from the people that you're helping and the people that are following you, I realized it even more because I see it from a younger demographic. I see what they're thinking and what they're feeling and how it's helping them. So it is 100% something that that uh, that that works. It is some you know I, I believe it is needed a thousand percent. You know. In this age of, uh, uh, I guess, not, it's not just social media, it's all the apps and it's all technology in general. I mean, it's taken away so much from the usual. Yeah, it's easier for somebody, to, like they have like the fake, it's like people just rent the, the Lambos and stuff like that, right? Correct. And like, I also take pictures with cars that aren't mine, right? But I'm not pretending like they're mine. I'm saying like that's the right. entire point of what I teach, right? The whole point of what I teach is that this mansion is not mine. The whole point of what I teach is that this car is not mine. The whole point of what I teach is that I don't even know who these models are, right? right. Or I don't even I didn't even bring these people to the party. I invited somebody else who brought them to the party, right? The problem is that like people I think the reason why people trust me and my clients trust me so much is because I I'm literally straightforward and honest about everything. If they ask me a question like, "Hey, how'd you do this?" I show them exactly like this is exactly what my text messages look like. Uh, I didn't pay for this or you know, this is even my party. Like, if the problem is when people start trying to like say that these things are real, and they know that they're not real, and then you know, then you just have all these people that are just like these Instagram flexors that just want to feel good about themselves, rather right. than actually just help people. Correct. I agree one hundred percent. Now, what I what I what I was trying to get to was more on the fact that it's become a lot harder for people to build relationships with this whole, the way things are nowadays, uh, you know, when you talk about engagement to people, they think of Instagram and engagement there, not really like go talk to a person, in, you know, physically in front of you and, you know, mm. put your hand on their shoulder and have a conversation looking at somebody's eyes, which is completely different from just swiping right or swiping left on an app, you know, to go hook up sure. with somebody, you know what I mean? Um, so, so what, what do you think about all those, all those things? Like, um, are they hurting or helping when it comes to building, you know, networking and building relationships? I think that the, I think, well, obviously there's a big difference between networking online and offline. Right. And obviously with, with the coronavirus and everything like that, it's like, okay, you can't even go meet people in person anymore. Right. So it's like, you have the superficialness of, of Instagram where you're not sure if somebody's who they say they are. Right. But then also you don't get like the you don't get the feedback, right? I think one great thing about being in nightlife is that you get so much feedback when you're comp like when you're talking to somebody, right? That like you can see like okay, this made this person feel uncomfortable. I won't say that again, right? But if you do it just online, it's like you can never really learn, you know, what builds somebody's you know relationship, what actually builds meaningful relationships with people. So like I think that you know all the followers that you probably have, right? It's like you've had conversations with them, you've had experiences with them and understanding the depth of one relationship is how you actually understand how to have the depth of the relationship for a hundred different people. Like I might not only have like 6,000 Instagram followers or something like that. Right. But I've had an in-person conversation with every single one of them. Right. I've had like a really, you know, genuine shared experience with them. And uh, I think that people just overlook like the empathy part of it of like, you know, what does that other person feel that you're trying to talk to? Like, like right. when you're talking to somebody at a nightclub and they're having a good time, like you want to add to the fun that they're having, not just kind of like project your own reality onto them. Does that make sense, really? Right, right, right. I got it. 
100%. It's really about them. <laughs> I, I, I guess. And that's what, that's what the whole job of a host is, is to make sure that other people are having fun too. So it's like it becomes so much easier, especially in nightlife, to understand how people are feeling, you know, how to actually have meaningful connections with people. People right. always think of it as like super superficial or things like that. And, you know, that's true if you're just trying to like flex on people on Instagram and stuff. But uh, I think that, you know, building a connection one-on-one is always is always the best thing to like just learn how to socialize and build that network even for promoting. Correct. Correct. You know what? One thing that I always um, get when I talk to, to people who are thinking of the possibility of getting in this industry Um, and it also applies to, to what, what you're talking about is they say you have to be, you know, uh, outgoing and extroverted, uh, in order to be able to do this. What do you say to those people? I mean, I'm, the, I'm probably the nerdiest person you'll ever talk to on a nightlife podcast. Um, man, uh, by the way, I'm guilty of having been, having been, I say having been a nerd, maybe I, I, I tried to stop. <laughs> no, just yeah. no, but I, I, I agree, and I was, I was too, 100%. Well, the only way you're going to get better at talking to people is by talking to people, and you know, it kind of ends up being a self-fulfilling prophecy. People who have a lot of social anxiety tend to go out less, which makes them feel more awkward in conversations, which then makes them feel worse, and then they stop going out, right? Right. I didn't talk to people for like the first year and a half of starting my first business, and like going out to nightclubs every single day. Um, was the fastest thing that got me better at it. And if I, and most of the, like you just talked about this before, right? Like most of the high status people that you're actually talking to, like the celebrities and things like that, like when they're at tables and things like that, they're not like the most outgoing social person in the world because they kind of want to make sure that they're low key. Right. And even if you're like low key in those types of environments as a promoter, I mean, yeah, you might have to like go walk up to somebody if you're in Vegas on the strip to actually get them to come to the nightclub. But like you don't have to be extroverted or talk most in the conversation, even have like meaningful connections with people again. It's like I, most of the conversations, I don't know how you feel, but for me, I let people just talk 90% of the time when I'm having normal conversations and ask some cool questions about themselves and you know, makes the conversation pretty easy at right. that point. Yeah, yeah. One of the, one of the tricks that we, we teach is, is, is that, is, is let the people drive themselves into you know, them thinking that they're the ones that are actually inviting, you know, inviting themselves yeah. to the party, you know, in the end, they'll, they'll figure out what it is that you do. And they'll figure out, you know, they'll ask all the questions and you answer and, you know, and you're there to listen at, at first. Um, it, you know, it makes more sense. It, it makes it a lot easier. What, what is one thing that you tell, you know, people when it comes to breaking that ice that first time when they're you know getting out there and they're really you know somebody who suffers from this and really anxious and and just doesn't think they're able to do this kind of job or or be able to you know build a uh, you know a network of friends uh, or or cool people you know or approaching people that are not their friends already if they have any um, how how what what is something that that they should be doing in order to begin and start breaking that ice? Well, first I always start with the mindset. So the mindset is that, you know, like suspend your disbelief because if you don't even suspend your disbelief to begin with, then you're never even going to take action in the first place. And you've already heard like people like Julio or me that have come from, you know, not the best 
most ideal background. You've heard the, the term, like, we're all cut from the same cloth. Mm-hmm. You've heard all these people that have these, like, rags-to-riches stories, right? And so you've already improved probably another part of your life, right? Like, you've already probably maybe improved your fitness, or maybe you improved some academics or something in your work or your career. So just like in those other parts of your life, you know, your social life is something else that you can improve upon. And if you never take the first step, then you're never going to be able to iterate on that. And then past that, once you actually suspend your disbelief, you know, get somebody who's actually definitionally where you want to be. So even if you go up to like a, a, a VIP host or somebody who's like at the top of their game and you say, hey, I want to be a promoter, well, they'll give you things to do and they'll give you a direction to go in right away. They'll tell you like, hey, bring these people for me. And it kind of gives you these little tasks, these kind of little wins that you can start getting under your belt right away. Like the way that I learned promoting was from DC Promoter, like I said. Um, and, you know, it was amazing because I could kind of learn through osmosis from being around him. I could see the way he would interact with people, how amazing he was to like he would go talk to the, you know, the owner of the bar. Then he would go say hi to the person, uh, the security guard. And I kind of picked up one of those little habits, not from like being intentional, but just from being around the right people. And then like those types of people will also have no problem if you put in the work to like kind of take you under your their wing. Right. It's like for you, it's like if somebody wanted to learn how to promote, you know, you'd be the best mentor and you'd be, you'd give them all the pointers. And if they were frustrated or stressed, you'd be somebody that would actually be able to point them in the right direction, right? So it's really intimidating when you have to do those things on your own. So, I mean, don't do them on your own. Correct. I agree. Um, let me ask you this one thing uh, before we, we finish. What is um, the worst that could happen if somebody goes out there, you know, and starts trying to build relationships? What is the worst that could happen to them? I mean, realistically, it's like, what's the worst that happens if you don't do it? It's like, what is your life going to look like if you continue down the pathway that you're on right now? What if you were like somebody, like, what if everything that was bad about your life just kept continuing? I think the the bigger thing is like, hey, what is your life going to continue to look like if you don't take the action rather than like, oh, what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you take the action? Even if you take the action, I mean, the worst thing is that somebody pours a drink on you that some promoter tells you like, hey, you're hitting on my girls too much, right? Or some guys like, yeah, you're creeping me out. I don't really know why you're here, right? Hey, But, and the, I was I was beat up once. You were beat up? No For way. inviting somebody to a party. And well, I took it a little too, too personal person said i gave him a flyer i actually had a flyer in my hand i gave him a flyer he said i don't want it i said yes you do <laughs> he didn't like that and just came back punched me somebody who was drunk i guess on the street but but yeah they jumped me a few guys Jesus. anyway okay, i've never had anything that so, bad happen but my point is this that didn't stop me from you know giving the flyer to the next guy anyway but yeah. that, that's um and it's a story i, I tell a lot but So in other words, and I and I agree with you, the worst thing that can happen is what's already happening, really, which is not getting started, not actually breaking that ice and not, you know, and, and hopefully getting help from somebody that can actually, you know, help in that, you know, like you or, or somebody like you mentioned, if, if they or can Julio. get. You want to become a promoter. <laughs> Master Julio, he's, he's the man. You know, so, so, yeah, this is all. I agree 100%. There's. And and it's not something that only applies to to the industry. This is something in general in life. And 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 you know, um, what what you're doing is something. It, it's really cool because you're helping people that maybe were in in the position that you maybe were at some point in time. And and you know what I mean. Now I I think back of before I started, 
when um I I lived in Colombia till I was 12 years old. I well, in Costa uh, Barranquilla. Barranquilla of yeah. Costa. So so I I I came to Miami in in uh 89 and my my days in high school it was it was just I would just like when school would end, I would sit on the outside like for hours waiting for my dad to come pick me up. I wouldn't talk to anybody, you know, and, and I spoke the language. It wasn't like the language. It was just I I became I was so shy. I used to be like a super good student over here, whatever I, over there. I, I, I mean, over here, I'm sorry, I arrived and I was like completely shy. I mean, but then I ran into this. I started throwing some parties um, from high school really and and it completely changed it completely changed the way that people saw me and the way i saw myself and the way i started approaching people and talking to people just completely changed um when i tell people that i used to be that shy guy sitting there they're they're like nah that's just you know a story you made up but no that is actually what it what it was like you know yeah i I relate to that so much and i feel like the biggest thing that you could ever just just imagine like hey even if even if you know, we were lying about those things, you know, uh, it, I mean, which we're not, but like, even if we were lying about those things, like, you know, if you stay in the same situation that you're in right now, you're going to get more of the same, right? So it's like, if right. you, if you see these people on Instagram, you see these people have these cool lifestyles, you're like, Hey, how can I also do that? Uh, and also get paid for it too. Uh, message Julio, cause there you uh, go. <laughs> get you set up for that. Hey, right. So where can people find you, man? The best spot is my Instagram at Coach Patrick Red, at Coach Patrick Red, um, or my YouTube channel, if you just type in Patrick Red Social Circle, and those are the best spots. If you came from this podcast, just send me a screenshot of the podcast and send it in my DMs, and uh, I'll send you something something free or something. Awesome. <laughs> something, something. Um, yeah, or you can come to my next, you got to come to our next party here in uh, Medellin, Colombia. I was, I was, come back to Colombia. I was just going to ask you that. Why Medellin? I love it. Warm weather, man. I've visited a lot of other places. Um, I have my team here now. You know, I have seven people working for me for this company. I love the weather. I love the people. Um, I love that I'm in the same time zone as the U.S. and quick flight back to the U.S. at any time. And uh, it's uh, my 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 heart is uh, paisa, but my my body is gringo. There you go. Nothing bad about Medellin, man. Except the fact that you may want to stay there when you go visit. That's exactly. Reality. All right, man. So uh, thanks a lot for this for this time, bro. And um, I'm definitely gonna be sending people your way when when um, when they ask stuff about you know about what you do. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Guys, remember uh, you can get the book on Amazon, The Nightlife Entrepreneur. Remember you can follow me on Instagram at The Nightlife Entrepreneur. Also, all episodes you find them at nightlifepodcast.com and courses you can find at nightlife.university so see you guys next week perfect man